Welcome to Ad Print That. I'm Joe, and as with last week, this week has pretty much uh, been the same. Work has been very busy keeping me away from doing what I like to do with 3D printing. Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to turn my 3D printers on at all, so I've done absolutely no maintenance or no, no prints with them, though... I'm hoping by the end of today I'll be able to swap out the ABS that's in my Meat Creator 2 for some PLA and actually get a couple of things printed. I'm still kind of toying around with Fusion 360. I had them send me some more information on some online courses that I can take. So I should be able to crank those out hopefully within the next week or two. Really depends on what goes on at the office. In addition, we still have that Cthulhu Pendant, which is our current print of the month. That'll go out to our $5 patron subscribers. If you've not gone out to Patreon and signed up, do so. It gives us uh, a little bit of relief on some of the bills that we have to, to basically keep this project going. Anything that we get, we put right back into the podcast to make it all that much better. I really want to thank anybody who has reached out to me for assistance or just you know reached out to say hi. I enjoy hearing from our fans and from our listeners and I try and get back to you guys as soon as I can. Your feedback really drives the sound and the feel of what we do here and it's welcome in more ways than you can imagine. I was able to go through some articles and come up with some really neat things. One of those deals with the environment. We've talked about the environment in the past, and more and more it seems like people are becoming conscious of what they're doing and its impacts on the environment around them. And if you're like me or most other hobbyists, you've used old glass jars or plastic containers to hold nuts and bolts or screws or any other little tiny bit of hardware you have laying around. You might even be growing your own summer vegetables in repurposed five-gallon buckets. These things are all examples of upcycling, taking old items and repurposing them for new uses. It is different than recycling because nothing needs to be broken down so that the raw materials can be recovered and used again to make new items. Now, I'm not trying to say that recycling is bad because it does keep things out of landfills which have an environmental impact due to the processing. With upcycling, those issues do not exist. Even better, you can combine upcycling with 3D printing. You can create some really cool stuff with things you have just laying around your house. With 3D printing becoming more mainstream, home users and designers have been finding ways to come up with some very creative ideas that combine items created using 3D printing and things they have laying around their home. One example of this is you can turn a mason jar into a multi-purpose kitchen appliance. Because they are sturdy, they have a threaded top, and are both heat and freeze-proof, there is no need to throw a mason jar into the recycling bin or worse yet, chuck it into the trash. You can use a 3D printer to create a variety of new lids for the jar to give it many new uses. 
You can print a lid with holes and transform it into a seasoning shaker. You can even make a lid with a flip top so you can have a portable drink thermos or a cocktail shaker. Other kinds of lids can be fabricated to make a citrus juicer, a water infuser, or even a slow drip coffee maker. While not all upcycling projects have to be so utilitarian, you can upcycle a variety of items into wine glasses, candy dispensers, vases, picture frames, and so much more. Even old toys can be upcycled for new purposes. You can even find that many similar projects have open source plans, which means you can just go download the print files without there being any costs. The only expense is that you have to come up with the materials you need so it can be upcycled. While not all upcycling projects require to have a 3D printer, if you do need an item printed and do not own a printer yourself, you do have a few options. You can always visit a local makerspace. Many makerspaces have 3D printers available for members, and quite often they even hold classes if you're interested in learning more. You can also go check with your local community college. More and more have 3D printing technology available, and they're likely to have classes for credit and continuing education on those devices. Our local college just added a 3D printing lab, I believe, and I am going to be heading down there at some point in the future to introduce myself, see what they have, and who knows, I might go sit in on a class or two or even do some uh, in-class presentations. So there are plenty of ways for you to get what you need 3D printed done. There's also places like 3D Hubs. You can request items be printed and they can ship them to you though sometimes those might be a little more expensive and unlike a makerspace you will not get any hands-on experience with 3d printers or learn much about them so i encourage you if you have anything laying around that you think might be able to uh, find a new home as something completely different let's say a two liter bottle can be turned into a terrarium that's just one additional example. Googling upcycling will give you plenty of ideas on ways to take these old items and give them a new life rather than having them thrown out into a landfill. So this week we're going to conclude our third and final segment on common printer issues and how to fix them by talking about the plastic filament that you print with. If you have not been following along, or if this is the first episode you've listened to, last week we had part two, which dealt with prints not sticking to your bed, and in the week prior to that, we talked about stringing and oozing. As we discussed previously, you can experience warping, which leads to poor bed adhesion when the plastic cools too quickly. In addition, you can also have poor print quality and undefined design features if the plastic does not cool fast enough. The goal is to find a happy medium where you have good bed adhesion, but your filament isn't so hot that it prevents your print from solidifying. When the features of your print aren't turning out, you should first try and lower the extruder temperature by 5 to 10 degrees. This will help the layers cool faster and take form so you can print with more detail. While this may seem obvious, it is often overlooked. It is possible for a few simple models to print great at one temperature, 
but have a complex model with a lot of detail or overhangs fail because it is not able to cool fast enough. It is easy to think that this is due to a lack of cooling, but simply lowering your extrusion temperature could fix this problem easily without the need for any extra hardware. If you have tried lowering your temperature and you still see issues, then you should look at slowing your print speed down. By slowing your print speed even by 10%, you can give each layer time to cool and stick to the bed or its previous layer. There are not many negative side effects to printing slowly. You are in no real risk of ruining your model by printing slower. You just have to wait a little bit longer for that model to finish. When doing complicated or detailed prints where detail is a must, you should not be afraid to slow the print down to get the best results possible. Finally, you can use cooling fans to help cool down the layers of your print before they begin to melt into each other and potentially change shape. These fans are known as active cooling, and some printers have these cooling fans built into them, which you can control with your slicer software. Other printers need to have an external active cooling fan built in. While I have created an active cooling fan from the Me Creator 2 because it didn't come with one, it is a good example of a third-party add-on. Somebody else has designed it, figured out how to make it work, and then released those files or sold those items for an add-on to that printer. One other thing you can try to do is use just a regular fan or a handheld fan to cool down the layers. You do need to be careful though, as with active cooling or anything else, if the layers cool too quickly, you can experience warping and poor bed adhesion. You also need to keep in mind that ABS plastics are more prone to thermal changes and warping than PLA plastics. And that's one thing that we covered last week with poor bed adhesion. By following those three items right there, you should be able to get the best prints possible without many headaches. Now, that's not to say that's the only way to resolve these problems. It's just a very common way to do it. Uh, we'll go ahead and link on the website to a little uh, how-to by Simplify 3D that really digs into some of these common printer issues and how to fix them. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future segments, please let us know. We enjoy hearing from everybody. And who knows, something you thought of might show up here and we'll give you credit for it. Besides that... I really, really would like to thank everybody who sends email to us. I enjoy the questions I get. Uh, I've been speaking with several people uh, about their issues and just kind of keeping in touch with them. In addition, last week, I believe it was, I spoke about the possibility of having new intro and outro music. And here this last Thursday, I was sent a file, and I got to say... It was a home run. I think this thing is great. So we're currently in the process of figuring out what else needs to be done. And then hopefully by next week, you will see, or not see, but hear uh, new intro and outros. So stay tuned for that one. I'm, it's really exciting. And I do have to give a shout out to Victor who 
has been working on these tracks. Uh, he's been taking his personal time to do that. And as I said before, when he's finished, I will be mailing him those Razer Kraken Overwatch Edition headphones. Uh, he should be the envy of the area amongst all of his gaming friends because these headphones, I believe, were not released anywhere outside the U.S., so they'd be unique to Europe, and uh, it should be pretty awesome. Hopefully he enjoys them. So moving on to news-type things, I noticed this week that uh, a new fan film, Kenobi, a Star Wars story, uh, deals with Obi-Wan Kenobi's journey after Revenge of the Sith. Now, what it does is it splices together footage and voiceovers from the Star Wars prequels, along with footage from Ewan McGregor's Last Days in the Desert, to craft a brief story of Obi-Wan's journey through Tatooine. Rich Williamson created Kenobi and said that it was his intent to explore the Western genre through Star Wars and said he'd love it if Star Wars started doing different genres like a heist movie or horror, especially with the Star Wars story films to shake it up. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, can be thought of as something of a heist film focusing on rebel commandos stealing the plans for the first Death Star. Rogue One will be out in theaters on December 16th. If you're interested in seeing Kenobi, a Star Wars story, you can go ahead and head out to our website, idprintthat.com, and under the podcast blog, we'll have a link to the article, which also includes a link to the YouTube video. It has been no real secret that I've been into comic books for a while, especially things Deadpool-related. Well, Spider-Man and Deadpool will soon meet up with another famous comedy duo, Penn & Teller. The magician and comedian Penn Gillette will, no pun intended, pen the upcoming Spider-Man Deadpool number 11. This isn't the first comic credit that Penn Gillette has earned. He has written homage to The Dark Knight published in 1989's Batman number 600 and contributed a story to Dark Horse Presents in 1998. His own one-shot, The Adventures of Rumi Peepers and Chucky Highlights, was published by Oni Press in 1999. Spider-Man Deadpool No. 11 will feature art from Ken Koblish and is set to arrive in stores in November. You can bet you're going to find me at my local comic book store at that time. Anymore, a lot of comics, I just don't have the time to Go to the store, buy the comics, come home, read them, and store them, and do all that stuff. So I kind of live vicariously through my other comic book friends and the internet. But there are still a few things that will make me go out and buy a comic. And these are little things like Penn, Gillette, and Teller showing up in Spider-Man Deadpool. My wife and I are Penn & Teller fans. We got a chance to go see them perform here a few months ago and even got a chance to get our pictures taken with both of them. It was surreal. 
One last thing I want to cover is there are two games that you can play free here this weekend, and one will extend into next weekend. First, I've been playing Dead by Daylight for a while now. I have just about 36 hours into Dead by Daylight, I believe, uh, having a lot of fun with it. I've even done some Twitch streaming. I'll go ahead and add a link to my Twitch stream on uh, my blog on the website. For those of you who are interested, I've got a couple of past sessions. That's nothing special. But if you want to see some gameplay, it's great. If you really want to see some great gameplay, go out to twitch.tv and look up Angry Pug. Uh, He's got several thousand followers, and you'll generally find him playing most every almost every day the great thing is angry pug plays a, a survivor 99 percent of the time on fridays in the evenings he'll play killer but generally he's survivor that being said dead by daylight is offering a free play weekend this weekend so until the end of the day sunday you can go out to steam download and play dead by daylight at no cost uh, this includes access to their latest free expansion, The Last Breath, in which they introduce a fourth killer, the nurse, and a new area, the asylum, to play on. They have also included a new survivor, uh, which also includes some new perks that you can play with as well. The second game that's free to play is Titanfall 2. There are going to be two free weekends during the month of August, one that runs from the 19th to the 21st, and the other runs from the 26th through the 28th. During the first weekend, it's going to feature two new maps, Boomtown and Homestead, and two new modes of play. One being an 8 vs. 8 team deathmatch mode that pits pilots against pilots with no titans, And the second will be called Bounty Hunt, which is a 5 versus 5 mode in which earned points only count if you bank them in your team's base. During the second weekend, they're going to introduce a new map, Forward Base Kodai, along with another mode to go with it. The new mode, the 6 versus 6 Amped Hardcore mode, features teams fighting to commandeer control points. Defending teams then earn double points for holding the location. In addition, the Titanfall 2 test allows players to mess around with two of their new Titans, Ion and Scorch. A handful of pilot abilities and weapons will be unlocked as well, including the new grappling hook and a double-barreled SMG. While I haven't downloaded the new Titanfall, uh, and I probably won't get a chance to play this weekend, next weekend I'm definitely interested in giving it a try I want to see what the what the changes are and how the gameplay has evolved since the first one. I had a lot of fun with the original Titanfall. I even picked up the DLC for it. So I really am interested in seeing how how things have changed and how they've gone ahead and made it better. As always, if you have a moment, head out to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever social media that we're on, and and give us a like, follow, or subscribe. We're really trying to build a community of 3D printer fans out there by 
following us. It really helps to bring everybody together. While there may not look like there's a whole bunch of activity on some of these channels at this moment, they are being looked at. It's just getting a moment to get things posted. I am still looking for somebody with some social media PR uh, experience that they can start managing some of this stuff. If you know somebody, please send them my way. They can go out to our website, use the contact form at the bottom of the page, and inquire. While this is primarily going to be a volunteer-type position at this time, uh, it may work into something more permanent in the future, depending upon how things go. If you really want to support us, you can head out to Patreon. You can donate $1 or $5. The $1 a month goes towards paying bills, keeping the lights on, keeping the show running. $5 a month does exactly the same thing, except you get a print of the month every month that you are a $5 patron. Like I said, this month was the 3D printed uh, Cthulhu pendant. And the last couple of months, there's been a 1-Up Mario Mushroom and a Space Invader. So if you missed any one of those and you really want to get into the new ones, head out to Patreon and give us a donation. You can also, if you don't want to do that, go out to our website at idprintthat.com and buy your 3D printing supplies right off of our website. Click on supplies at the top of the page and that'll bring you to a list of common 3D printing supplies right from Amazon. If you click those and make a purchase, we get a small kickback. So while it isn't as much as Patreon, it at least is something and it all goes to the same place. Helps keep the lights on and make this podcast so much better. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. It truly has been a roller coaster of a ride, and I look forward to doing this a lot more. If you have any questions or if you have any suggestions, please go out to our website, use that contact form, and let me know. Besides that, I believe that's going to take care of it this week. I'm Joe, and remember if you can imagine it, you can print it.